Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio, episode 34. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepkin. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash higher balance. Designed by the Rebel Guru himself, Eric Pepin, Magnetic Pill was made to enhance results with all higher balance training. Accelerate sensory development, achieve deeper meditations, better overall focus, and so much more. Go to magneticpill.com forward slash rebel for $10 off every month or get a three-month supply with our buy two, get one free special. Order now and we'll include a free guide listing three techniques you can start doing right away to hone your psychic mind. In this episode, we discuss dreamscapes, a powerful method for relaxing the physical body and entering an altered state of consciousness. Then, Eric speaks about the need for spiritual seekers to step out of the shadows and make their presence known. Enjoy. What are the dreamscapes, or can you give just a brief overview of what you know they're designed to do? Well, dreamscapes are designed to work with your conscious and your subconscious mind, and the idea is to get your mind to become more limber, more visual, more detail-oriented, more involved in the sense that you're directing the action versus a dream is directing itself in a way. Mm-hmm. So in your dream, you're interacting, but you're not necessarily aware of what you're doing or maybe not fully, and you are partaking of whatever it's presenting you. In this particular case, we're presenting something that will become as vivid, if not more vivid, than your dreams. And the only difference is, is you are conscious and you're knowingly moving through scenarios that are designed to technically train you or teach you to evolve your sixth sensory and your spiritual consciousness. So a dreamscape is not a meditation. No, dreamscape is not a meditation, should not be considered a meditation. It should be considered more of a training session than anything else. It's teaching you and training you and working with you to allow your mind to develop regions that will contribute to you in your day-to-day life on a psychic level, if you will. One of the things that we get from participants is that they're shocked with kind of the music. I think they're a little bit surprised Mm -hmm. with the fact that there's maybe some moments in the dreamscape that seem not necessarily dark. Yeah, dark. dark, Let's call it what it is. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, not all. Right. Well, look, you know, this is what I, I keep saying. Nothing necessarily works the way you think it's going to work. If it did, you really wouldn't be challenged and learn anything from it, okay? Number two is, is that the, if you think about life in general and the development of civilization and cultures, I always go back to the island. There's, a, there's an island, you know, 
10,000 years ago. There's people on this island. They're basically walking around naked because it's perfect sunshine. It's always 82 degrees out every day. It's 75 degrees at night every day. It rains briefly for one hour every day at the same time gently. There's always a nice soft tropical breeze, but it's never too strong, never too hot. It's perfect. There's never storms. There's never bad weather. There's never anything that challenges them. And the fruit just falls from the tree. The fish jump out of the ocean into their lap to eat. They got an abundance of food. Move forward thousands of years. Has this civilization, these people evolved at all? The answer is unlikely. And if so, not by much. Now, why is that? Because there's complacency. There's nothing challenging them to, to grow or to adapt, to advance themselves, to think. We think when we are challenged with survival modes, usually the best. So as soon as there's a storm and it traumatizes them for an entire night or let's say a few days like a hurricane, you better believe that there are going to be those in that, that tribe who are thinking, how do we create structures to protect us from the gale winds and from this hardcore rain? What if there's a, a lack of food now? Now they're hungry because all the, the, the fruit trees got destroyed and the fish swam away from the bad stormy water. Now they're thinking we need to have ways to farm fish and farm vegetables and food. We want that security. So they're thinking. So you you bring in there what we'll call dark circumstances, challenging circumstances, and then you overlook the the evolution of that of that race or that people or that whatever, and you're going to find that they're driving around in cars and they're 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 having you know airplanes and everything else x amount of time into the future. So it's with a sense of crisis or urgency or a need to adapt to a situation that we think. If we're not given anything to, to challenge us, it's rare that we want to seek to improve ourselves or advance something until the need arises. If there's no need, there's usually not any momentum. So why are there dark moments in a, a dreamscape? The dark moments are so that you can invoke the part of you that is the warrior, the fighter, the conqueror, the one that faces something that's terrifying so that you learn inside of you that you have this warrior in you. And one of the best ways to bring that warrior out is when it's confronted in circumstances that, that you need to, to deal with something or, or, or whatnot. So you're really learning about yourself. It's empowering you because when you find this part of you and you've exercised it like at a gym, you're just doing it through mental training, okay? In life, you, you're familiar with that strength now. So when you're dealt a situation or a hand that's negative, you're actually able to invoke that same presence in you to deal with that situation. So on a psychic or a spiritual level, you're, you're in a sense awakening or shaking the sleeping warrior to awaken, to come out of that sleep. And you, you have that confrontation. Every dreamscape ends in a win-win for that person. It's, it's designed to, to train you to get familiar with these different aspects of your own true deeper identity that, that most people aren't even aware of exists, but they just suspect it. Right. And do you find that people in their day-to-day -day life tend to avoid conflict uh, well, I, I think that there are different kind of people. Our, our people in general are grouped as spiritualist, right. but at the same token, I think that there are different variations of spiritual. I think there's spiritual who don't want confrontation. They want just passive, easy island life, we'll call it, okay? Mm -hmm. And then there are those of us who I think are attracted to what I teach, and I call them warriors. There's this real sense of 
inner strength that says that you want to confront that the opposing forces that would 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 you know seek to control or harm life and until you know what you have in you to invoke and how that is done or what and get familiar and comfortable with it and feel the strength of that to encourage you and make you feel stronger this is the route you need to travel uh, i just wanted to on that note say like the dreamscape the leap yeah which is one that you created for overcoming those obstacles i think specifically was geared for that and I remember doing it just a few times years and years ago. Yeah. And I can remember specific instances up since that time where I just know that it did that. It had that effect where it, it, it like ingrained in my subconscious something to be like fight or or, or flight. Yeah. yeah. And, and you, you need to if you're not familiar with that, you know, most white cells, most spiritual people, not all, but but many or what I call socially not functional in the sense of, of other people. We, we tend to, to shun other people. We like our privacy. We like our quiet. And so there are certain aspects that don't really evolve well in a white cell that really need to be encouraged so that they, they really start taking the power in their life. And this, in a very unusual and unique way, definitely delivers that. But if if one is is psychologically got, you know, insecurities, if one is a, a, a stutter or one of is, is is someone who's socially socially it really advances those people significantly through this kind of training. As I've often said before, there's three basketball teams. This is not something I'm making up. This happens. One sits on the bench, the other team plays, and the third team does mental exercises only on it. When they test all three, the one who sat at the bench after two months does crappy. The one that practiced every day does great, but the one who does equally well without physically playing the game and then goes to play the game is the one who mentally did it. They, they break even with the one that practiced every day. So the mind doesn't necessarily have a way to discern what you really do and what you don't do. It learns information, it adapts, it deals with situations presented to it on an intellectual, mental way, just like you would in life. And it, it comes to, to circumstances of, of how it overcomes that or survive through it. And it uses that experience to navigate life. You know, I think one of the things that I like that you're talking about is the fact that it seems like you're you're bringing in the the white cell, the navigator, really developing the real you, I guess you can say, rather than just saying, okay, we're going to alleviate maybe some stresses and alleviate these other things, or we're trying to have these big flashy images, which do occur with the dreamscapes, and we'll get into those a little bit more. But I'm just curious on your thoughts of maybe something that maybe you haven't talked about with the dreamscapes and how people can use them to kind of develop more of this warrior feeling within them or this uh, well, warrior aspect. You know, you if you look at yourself and your life's journey and you look at the person you are at this very moment and you ask yourself, how did you become the person you are? It's based on all the good and all the bad that you've experienced. It's all the circumstances you've encountered, both bitter and sweet. And it's through those that you've gained wisdom and experience that you draw from to help navigate the future that you're approaching. When you can be given a training scenario that allows you to deal with a paranormal, metaphysical, spiritual, or sociological level, and it does all of them, okay? Mm -hmm 
that is just as equally bonafide as experience and skill development, both psychically and sociologically and mentally, okay, that you benefit, you, you advance your intellect, you grow as a person, you know, mock markably, okay, that other people take notice that know you. Okay. So in it in itself is a significant and, and important training in it. Okay. So one of the questions that I had, for, I guess, from my, my own experiences, and please tell me if I'm sure. wrong in kind of using a certain analogy, but would it be fair to say that the dreamscapes are, in a way, an interactive uh, simulated reality or virtual reality game, meaning that there's a program, which is the, the dreamscape, but within the program, you're able to interact with it in certain ways? Okay, so I don't know how anybody new to HBI is going to mm -hmm. walk away understanding what, what you just spewed out, okay? okay. Sure. Let's be, be honest. Sure, sure. So let me try to simplify okay. what you've just said. Mm -hmm. Let's assume that people like Elon Musk and, and various scientists are, are right in the idea that we likely live in a simulated reality, which I go into extensively, and I would probably agree with to a certain level. Mm -hmm. Hence the statement we, you know, uh, a master who's you know, meditative for quite a while says reality is but an illusion. What is an illusion? When you really break it down microscopically, you, you say, okay, it's it's really a program. It's something's complexly running all of this, this imagery, this reality, this sensation, all of this stuff. Having said that, when you go into a dreamscape, you are generating through your brain, okay, through the data being presented to you audibly, a, a model that in many ways, you know, as you go deeper into it, is almost indistinguishable, okay, from what we consider reality. So yes, you're going into a virtual reality that your brain is designing and building. So, so yes. Okay. Now, to add to that, the part of interacting with it, um, and I'll use an experience mm -hmm. as an example. Sure. In the original dreamscape, the very first one, there's a spot where you're talking about being in a desert. And, um, I can't necessarily recall the details, but there's the kind of just the openness, the sand, the wind. And, you know, you, you paint the picture very well. But there was this moment where I had intuitively a feeling that, okay, I'm going to reach into the sand and within the sand, there's going to be something. So you don't say to do that, but Correct. there's a, an intuitive interaction with it. And by doing that, I reached in and or imagine myself reaching in. And then with it, it was like I pulled out something that wasn't necessarily there. It, it was, I'm trying to think words, but, you know, I then had an image of something I'd never seen in this physical mm -hmm. life before. Mm -hmm. Something was presented to mm -hmm. me that wouldn't have otherwise been presented. So how does the... The mind, the navigator, kind of maybe slipstream certain ideas or thoughts or you know, you say frequencies. Mm -hmm. uh, into each each dreamscape like was designed specifically by me to do certain things. Mm -hmm. It's never just one thing; it's multiple. Okay, mm -hmm. in that particular case, what I would suggest is is that there are things in your deeper psyche that are recessed. And when you find something by scooping into the sand and you're feeling the sand, you're feeling the weight of it, the coolness of it, the structure of what you're touching with your fingertips and drawing it out and feeling the pull of the sand as you're pulling it apart, okay, that whatever you pull out 
is is important to your psyche awakening. It's it's mm-hmm. trying to say to you in a subconscious way, here is a piece of whom you are or something that belonged to you at one time. Okay. The problem is, is by me presenting this now, the the part of your brain that makes up BS, okay, the imitation, now wants to interject because right. everybody wants to be a king. Everybody wants to be the knight. Everybody wants to be something special. This is why you you hear about all these people reincarnation. They're always King George III or mm-hmm. somebody important. And I'm just like, give me a break, okay? So there's reasons why one doesn't really elaborate on a lot of the things because the less you know, the greater the benefit, okay? Now, you can't say that there are are tools. There's another part of your consciousness. Let me let me come at this different. Let's let's use the the simulated reality. Let's assume we live in this in a exist in a simulated reality, and that you are you, Jesse's him, I'm me. Okay. Let's say that if if we are genuinely real, that somewhere our consciousness is originating somewhere beyond the confines by which we're sitting in this room. We are a true existence existing, whether it be organic or energy or some computer thing created, it's existing as we understand it, somewhere in, in the distance. Like you could walk 10 miles or a thousand miles or a million miles and, and there we are. It's it's projecting this space. It doesn't quite work that way, but do you understand? So one is, why are you here? Well, there must have been something very valuable if you're in charge that you wanted to come here and be here. That's one. Number two is, if you were trying to awaken, which every single white cell is, we, we refer to that, but nobody really understands what that means. Oh, I awaken. What? I know who I am? Who, why do I even feel a need to know who I am? I know who I am. I look in the mirror. I hear myself talk. Da, da, da. No, it ain't real. We know this intuitively. So what is it that we're trying to do? So something most likely is trying in a deep sleep somewhere to communicate with you who's the person in the dream acting thinking everything is real, like if you're in a dream within a dream, okay? Having said that, okay, when you find an object or you find circumstances that are not within the realms, it's it's usually you planning something to escalate your own awakening or your own progress and your own development, your, your own personal training, whatever it is you're here to do, it's trying to accelerate that process. So with that being said, do you recommend that people when they have this these sort of experiences or just maybe something emotionally comes up that needs to be released you do you recommend that they go back and, and then meditate on these specific occurrences or these specific well you're going to reflect on them but the problem is it's just like a dream the the backdrop is you forget them rather quickly Okay, so you you might say, oh, my God, I had the most beautiful experience. It felt incredible. I'm, I'm so uplifted and inspired by that, that it lasts for a few days. Now you got to go back and there might be a whole new level or layer that's going to be revealed to you. And then another layer. You understand? Mm-hmm. Eventually, you build up an immunity or your mind builds up immunity through through the practice because the dough, the reality we live in, mm-hmm. doesn't want you to to really exceed at such a fast pace your consciousness to advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of the other questions that we had on here is, you know, how much is the the brain's, I guess, interpretation or how quickly does it adapt to what it is that you're doing to the point where 
there isn't really any truth or authenticity to the experience, that it's something it, of imagination. It is, it, is, it is a fluctuating scale, and the best way to judge that is when you are doing it, the there is a time period where you're questioning everything. You're concerned. Is this safe? Is it not safe? What is the intentions? Is Eric got bad intentions? Is it good intentions? You know, is this so you got your normal filters up. So your brain is really running most of the show. At some point, you realize, okay, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna give way to this. It's like trying to fall asleep. You're trying to fall asleep, and when you do fall asleep, you don't realize you did. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't realize all of a sudden you're in it. But you decide when that's going to be. Some people stay up all night because they self-reflect too much on, on whether they're going to sleep or not. And they do a very focused job on it. It's all brain. When you check out, it's subconscious. It's some part of your brain shutting down to let it autopilot. In this particular case, you you don't really shut down because you're really you're integrated with what's going on. The difference is, is that you you want to explore whatever's being presented. You're you're kind of surprised by that. But you know, it's it's the same thing. You got to at first allow your imagination to color what you're seeing, work with it, play with it, okay? I've had people say to me that they didn't ever realize you use your imagination and they never went in, you know, into that state. And then when they realized it, they like, it blew their mind how incredibly vivid and how quick it happened. So in essence, it's to say that, you know, your, your brain is going to be there, but eventually it stops trying to run the show and, it, and you, you take over on a different level. And you, you don't know if you're going to pop in or out. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you may. Then after you've done it once, usually it's the second and third time that actually can be the best time because now you kind of know where you're going on this journey. You know what's in there. You know what to expect. So now what happens is you're, you're more relaxed because you, you know there's no threat that you're not, you know, you don't know what's coming on. I, I think most people who struggle with it are control freaks. I'm a control freak. And if you don't know what's there, you're, you're constantly checking in with, with your surface brain, the one we're talking with, rather than letting yourself flow with it. Right. So when you talk about the split particle, and I'll, I'll tie this mm-hmm. in with the dreamscapes, you know, when you're observing, when it's being observed, it acts differently than when it's, it's not being observed. Correct. So, Very good. So, Bravo for you. <laughs> so with that being said, I, I get nervous mentioning experiences to people because I feel like they're going to have an expectation um, on yeah. what they want, and thus they won't have and any ex- Yes, ex- ex- very, very true and very, very smart of you. This is why I don't elaborate almost on all of my t- – I hate labeling the classes. I, I'd rather just just have say what I'm going to say and catch you by surprise mm-hmm. because that's going to invoke the greatest amount of, of awakening in you. Once you have an idea of what to expect, you're controlling already. You're, you're, you're controlling the volume of what's being communicated to you because you're already building up a way how you want to translate what's being presented to you. You're, you're almost becoming your own, your own dictatorship or, or what would they would say like in, a, in another country where they, they, they're screening the information to you. And that's, that's what you're doing to yourself. And so the less that you know, in, in some cases, this is why they say you got to trust the teacher. If you don't trust the teacher, don't bother. If you trust the teacher, work continuously on your trust and let him surprise you. Because if you can anticipate it, you're really not going to get much out of it. Because w- what are you learning new out of it? You already knew what happened. That's the, that's the island situation. The only difference is, is you, you know when the storm's going to come. So you, you, you just get up at a certain specific time when there's just enough time and you go into your shelter. You, when it, you know a specific time it's going to end, you get out. So there's no new 
new challenge. You've, you've got it all managed. And most people who want spirituality, as soon as you present something to them that challenges their beliefs to chew on, they reject it. They have a pre-designed disposition of what they believe spirituality is going to be. Well, how can you evolve? Where, where is the Shiva, the destruction and the new growth? Where, where are you tilling the soil that has sat all year and become hard like a stone? How do you, you're going to break that ground up, let oxygen and water seep back in there to, to bring new, new plant life. So by the fact that you say you're open-minded and something doesn't fit your desired model of expectation, you're really your own worst enemy. So the unknown of presenting, the only thing you know that this is a, a teaching designed to progress you. I would say, don't judge it in the beginning, be open to it, judge it in the end and say, did it really change me now that I really thought about everything that was presented and considered it? Most people won't even consider it, they just shut it down. That's that's not what I think, that's not what I believe, that's not any, this is control thought. So for those who tend to have issues with control and or trying to control the experience, do you have any recommendations on how they can either approach the dreamscapes a little differently so that they can begin to kind of go in the direction you're talking about? It's, it's not easy. Usually it's the second or third time that you, once you know where you're going, it's, it's like being in a car and a stranger's driving you and you don't know where you're going. The whole time you're on alert, you don't know who the stranger is, you're trying to judge them, and you're trying to figure out where you're going, and it feels like it's taking a long time, and it's it's starting to make you have anxiety, but that's because you're overthinking it, okay? In most cases, it's probably good to be that way. But once you get to the destination and you return, the next time that person takes you to the destination, you're not so alerted and concerned with where who that person is or where they're taking you. So the, the amount of information you get now is broader because you're studying more of the environment, you're studying different aspects that you hadn't considered before, and you're learning more. So it's similar to that. The only thing I can say is that you, you have to just find your own inner trust. You can't make yourself trust. Con more control. It's just more control. You just have to, the, the, the best way is to accept the fact that you're going to do it on your own terms. Okay. You know, it's, it's always what I say, right thumb, left thumb. That's what decides it. Fold your hands together, you know, palm to palm, you know, where your fingers are interlocked and your thumbs are, are lapped over the other thumb. If your right thumb is over your left, okay, you're going to have trouble possibly going through having a good session the first time, even the second maybe. If you just move your thumbs only and switch them and the left is going over the right, 10 to 1, you're going to go under and, and have a very good experience the first time. Not guaranteed, but more than likely. And this is just, it's just how certain brains work and there's pros and cons to both. So it's not to say that the left is worse than the right or the right is worse than the left. It's just, it's just how you process information. Okay. Now, do you find that people who do left over right are a little bit more visual, uh, I guess, uh, visually They're, they're more accepting. They're more, I wouldn't say more trusting, but there's, there's, there's a level that they're, they're willing to hear things out and consider them more so versus the right. The right analyzes everything to death. That's, I'm a, I'm a right over left. I'm just like, you know, I got I to gotta pound everything into ground, you know, mentally. That's the nature of, of the design of, our, of my brain. Okay. So from my experience talking to people who have done dreamscapes and are left over right, yep. um, tend to have a very uh, high imagination, like they're very imaginative. Because they're not blocking it with, mm -hmm. their, with their brain, testing every... How can you... Ask yourself a question. You watch a movie, but 
the person to the right of you is your is your right hemisphere of your brain and and you're you're mm-hmm. the left trying to watch it okay and you want to watch it but the person keeps hitting pause every 5 minutes to analyze what he just watched are you able to get through that movie to appreciate the value of that movie or because you're always checking in to look at him because he stopped now you're looking at the furniture in the living room you're looking at the environment you're wondering what he's doing he's looking he's reviewing it back and forth and then he hits play again and then you start in the first three minutes to just start to get back into the story where it's taking you away and then all of a sudden he pauses it again versus the other person who has the remote who just hits play and puts it down and just sits there and watches from beginning to end mm-hmm. who gets more out of this the storyline with the person left over, right? yeah. That's kind of the same thing. So mm-hmm. the more that you check in and out, the harder it is. So the, yes, the person on the left is able to go deeper mm-hmm. and able to get more because the person on the right is analyzing consistently on, off, on, off, on, off, checking as he goes. So the second time they're able to let go more, mm-hmm. okay, but maybe the quality is not going to be as good as the person on the left. So that's where you got two or three times for the right, mm-hmm. right from the get-go, usually with the left, okay. it will be blown away. And. People with the left, um, with their high imagination, uh, I mean, they, they do have the visuals, but do you find that sometimes their imagination gets in the way? Yeah. I, I, this is the pros and cons that I right. just mentioned, okay? Sure. So the, the con to that is is that their, their mind can over-supplement, and then it's the same thing, but the, the, the dream part of the mind kicks in and starts to overlay with the dreamscape. Okay, and then your your inner anxiety, your imagination starts to kick in potentially and starts to overdo it. But this is why in the dreamscape, I don't want to give everything away, why I have scenes change almost every three minutes because I'm, I'm staying one step ahead of the brain wanting to start creating its own generation and, and interfering with what I'm creating. So I'm, I'm trying to keep that that control of training someone. Okay. Now, how can the chess center intelligence mm-hmm. uh, play a role in with the dreamscapes or how to tell the difference between what's authentic, what's the imagination, what's... Well, this is, this is a whole nother level because mm-hmm. now you're juggling. You've, you've got to control three objects and not mm-hmm. drop any of them and be equally aware of each one at the right time. And mm-hmm. if, you're, if your mind is diverted too long, you're going to fumble. So when you're running with something, the second you check in to see if your chest center is feeling something, you've actually just stopped the whole cycle of the juggling. Or you've at least adapted over if you could seamlessly go back in a quick way mm-hmm. to what's going on without without dropping it. This goes back to the tones, the higher balance method. This is if you really think about it. When you do your one tone, you're holding it. Then you find the second. You can hear the first and you have, hear the second. But the second your mind wanders, you lose the second tone and now you're just back on the one. So by the time you're up to three, let's forget four and five, okay? You're juggling really three tones. You're, you're actually training yourself to have a, a very unique three-dimensional or multi-dimensional state of awareness, and that's super ideal, okay? And you're able to manage all those. The second your mind focuses too much on any one of those, it collapses and you're back at one or two. When you are trying to become aware of your chest, you want to feel what you feel in your chest. You want to feel this thing in there, okay? This pressure, this this sense, this, this information, okay? And you just want to feel that sensation because after a while, you train yourself to identify that sensation. It becomes like words. So... To somebody, it's like Helen Keller, okay, not knowing what water was, not not what grass was, whatever, until eventually it kept being repeated 
in the hand and then switch repeat and eventually they got it. It's the same thing. You want to repeat enough that you, you don't even have to have a word for it because that's very human, but you get a knowing you you, you start to have a knowing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in, in essence, you're basically trying to see if you can maintain three. If you can't maintain three, okay, then just go with the dreamscape and not check into the chest. And the next time you do it, try to be focused on checking in on the chest because your mind knows where the story goes. And that would be my recommendation. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Would you say the dreamscapes in some ways could be pre-training for the tones? Well, um, I think that they're, they're inter anything is going to help the other. Okay. Anything helps the other. Okay. So by doing one, this is what training's all about. It benefits you in so many different ways. You, it, it's mind blowing. I mean, there's a meticulous amount of thought that goes into these things. I, I think people just think I schlop it together. For no, every beat, every sound was 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 really rehearsed over and over. You know, until I felt it was in the right place at the right time. And what I've noticed also from the dreamscapes is that if you do it before like bedtime it seems to be the dreams themselves afterwards like your because dreams. you've exercised your mind you're all wound up yeah and you now you're going dreams. to bed and shutting down the body so now the mind wants it's, it's all excited it's like yeah. the whole night is a dreamscape yeah but that's that's good yeah. and it should be a good dreams because it, you know dreamscapes always end in a very positive note going back to uh, something you mentioned earlier about kind of the flexibility of the mind or the dreamscapes are yoga for the mind can you Put a little more emphasis on why having a flexible mind is beneficial for because it's it's to say the same thing there's yoga for the body and then there's training for martial arts or for you know uh mixed martial arts it's to say that if you're if you're not practicing a certain form that goes beyond ordinary life okay you will revert to ordinary life so the difference with ordinary life or what we call the dough is that every day you have to follow that routine it it forces you to do so because your economic livelihood depends on it your social uh, uh, survivability stands on that so you you are you are kind of set through a maze every day in life that you are constantly training yourself to be in so the only way to move yourself out of that essential basic training, okay, is to, to put yourself in another form of training that's designed to escalate you out of that maze, okay? And so you're, you're, you're exercising those qualities. The second that you stop exercising those qualities, the dominant is going to take over, which is going to be the mundane life. And then all of a sudden you find that you're going back into the dough and you feel disconnected. If you can maintain a life that is, is spiritual with spiritual exercises, then your view and your life and everything start to be rewarded because you are, you are existing there. So both are work. You, in order to be in the dough, you're actually having to commit to being in the dough. Think about it. This is why you have monks and spiritual people detach from that and say, I'm going to go off and become, a, you know, live in a cave or I'm going to go separate in light. But it, it, in this modern age, you don't work so easy. This is why I've come up with the training that I have to, is to, to circumvent that. Okay. So how often would you recommend people do the, a dreamscape or do the dreamscapes? I think if you can access or get access to them once a week. Okay. Yeah, I think that when you do more than that, you actually build up a very quick immunity. Okay. And that's only, and you know, 10 to 1, you may not do the dreamscape a long time afterward, not because you didn't start off wanting to or being blown away by it, but the mundane program you're putting yourself in starts to dominate the structure of your energy and your consciousness, and it deters back from that elevated site. Okay. So would you 
recommend um, either doing or not doing uh, dreamscape before or after or close to a meditation, like a foundation meditation? I, I don't like to stack stuff against one another. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's good to do a meditation and then do your dreamscape. But I think that your meditation should be for the sole purpose of you meditating and being satisfied with that, not going into a meditation with the anticipation, the excitement of the next level of the reward, which is to say, now I'm going to go and do, you know, a dreamscape. The, the a meditation to me, I will take over a dreamscape. Dreamscapes obviously can be mind blowing. I mean, they can get so real. You can see the sweat coming off of another person in your dream. You can feel things. You can sense it. You can smell things. I mean, they can get very intense. Sometimes some more vivid than than reality. Okay, it's really amazing. But you're entering another matrix, if you will. It's training you. Yes, when you meditate, you're you're pulling yourself off of all matrices, and the closest thing to awaking you to wherever you are, the source by which you you truly exist, projecting this reality that we're in now. It's the closest that you can get to being who you are, because you're shredding and getting rid of all things that you're told is who you are and what your life is. It's all an illusion. So you're stripping the illusion down to the bare essentials, the bone. And as you sit there, it becomes you. And you try to stay there as long as you can, but eventually this reality is so strong, it starts to call you back. But you, you take a piece with you, and each time you journey there, you get a little more, a little more, and a little more. And then eventually you, you gain strength in that state. I want to make a, a statement, you know, is that I'm well aware of a lot of spiritually evolved people that are listening to these classes. And I want to say what a shame it is that they are deterred or not stepping forward. I think it's a disservice to the force and to their own awakening that they are here to serve the universe. Now, they may have issues and concerns about me, whether it be on the internet or negative stuff. There will always be haters. There will always be untruths out there. There will be always false documentation put out there. This is all designed to prevent them from awakening. This is all designed to make them slow down and they'll get this little piece, little piece, rather than seeking out the source. Okay. And I want them to truly think about what I'm saying and to have the strength to face whatever fear it is to present themselves to me. You're not going to get rejection. Whether you get acknowledgement from me or not shouldn't matter, which shows me you deserve that acknowledgement, maybe not that day, maybe not that week, maybe not that month, but sooner or later, if I believe you're persistent enough, like the Shaolin Temple, okay, and the students sitting outside, show me who you are, present yourself, okay? But if fear is, the, is ruling you, fear is the mind killer, Everything's put out there, whether it be about me, negatively, positive, whatever, it's designed to deter you. Follow your inner truth, follow your navigator, and don't let no illusions, no concepts, no ideas, no preconceptions for other people who have fabricated false realities to be presented to you of truth that make you decide what is you're going to do. Follow your navigator, and that's how you awaken. So those of you out there who are listening to me right now, you know fucking goddamn well who you are. Present yourself and make yourself known or your time has come and it's gone. The universe needs you. Well, let me just say something else. Yeah. Okay. 
you can listen to to the the dreamscapes you can listen to rebel guru you can listen to all this stuff you can get all my modules but you're never going to get to where you need to be until you present yourself to me whether it's it's more easy just facebook or or some means okay but that is that you you you're going to connect to what i call the the the, the great matrix the networking of consciousness you 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 will stand out more for your evolution do not let whatever is is suppressing your consciousness it it is a it's an illusion that you're believing and that you're letting control your ideal of, of whether I can teach you or not. It's, it was designed that way. I said over a decade uh, before all this to, to certain students that the day I start to teach, this is the day that, that, that these things will happen in order to, to circumvent any great awakening from, from very powerful, gifted individuals out there. So don't be a victim of it. Be brave. Follow your instincts. Find me. Present yourself. And don't be afraid to do it. What's the worst case scenario? Not interested. That shouldn't stop you. If it does, then, then you, shouldn't, you should just give up your path. You should just give it up. Just a question on that. When you say present yourself, mm -hmm. there's a feeling of it's not just your physical self. that it's. I think people present me their, their spiritual self and they make the assumption I'm going to just call them up. Okay. Mm -hmm. there, there's a level of truth to that. But... You know, this is this in a sense is governed by a reality in, in at least where we exist that says there are also biological laws to matter, meaning laws and rules. You can't just call somebody or, or, or do something. So I have to work within certain guidelines as a as a teacher and say, okay, this is the reality we live in. These are the guidelines. I gotta work with that. As much as I want to reach out to somebody, they have to reach out first. Right. You know, and that's just the simple truth of it. And the easiest way to do that is through Facebook or some means, mm -hmm. okay, and present yourself, tell me who you are, tell me a little bit about yourself. And that's it. You may not hear nothing from me, but you did you talk the first biggest step. If if I respond to you, wonderful. If I don't, wonderful. That doesn't that doesn't mean I'm not interested. It means that something crazy that day is going on that that I have to deal with, like like office shit and stuff, and then I get sidetracked. So so resend another message, you know, sometime you know later. Mm -hmm. Okay. And pictures, pictures, pictures. I scan pictures. You want me to you want me to dial into you? The fastest way for me to say bingo is is current face pics for current information not stuff that's from three years ago because three years ago who knows where you were and who you were you've evolved since then right right but the greatest warriors need to present themselves and not be deterred by by whatever fucking crap they find out there on the internet or other people or or other things. You you need to make a choice and 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 say I'm all in. If I get burned, I get burned. If I if I find what I find, fine. It's as simple as that. But nothing, nothing ventured, nothing gained. If you don't, if you don't take that risk of stepping forward, you you likely will never awaken, and you'll just keep telling yourself sooner or later, sooner or later. Well, ask yourself how long you've been asking that question. If if I'm not the man to help you, I don't know why you're here. I already think, and I know they know I am. But each person is is individual at some point that I have to to teach certain things to, that the broader level of teachings can't do justice to shoot me a hello shoot me an acknowledgement if i've changed your life in any way if i've been helpful to you despite what you may think think positive negative whatever don't you feel that they owe me that little bit of acknowledgement 
that much to say, you have had a big effect on my life. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I may not agree with everything. I may not like this, that, but thank you. That's what opens the door in the universe. But here, here's the thing. Let me present something different to you. Did I not just say the island and everything's perfect and the storm and without the storm, you don't, you don't have, you either, it either scares you to death and you stay suppressed or you overcome it and you, you build to prepare for that and you move advance it. Mm -hmm. that, that in order to have growth, you have to have Shiva, that's destruction. But what is that? It's fear. You have to overcome that fear. Or the fear is created by the darkness to suppress you. Mm -hmm. Fear has been created out there to prevent people from finding their teacher and learning directly from that teacher. So they're learning from a distance, okay? They're not learning directly, which is what it doesn't want them to do. That's my point. Is this, if this is an illusion, think about how brilliant it is. Don't buy into the illusion. At some point, you've got to know whether my teachings are the right teachings for you or not. And if they're the right teachings for you, you have to get rid of your, your brain Fear of, of rejection, non-acceptance, or whatever the hell it is, or or what what what's he gonna do to me? What's this gonna happen? Blah 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 blah. It's there to prevent you from awakening. You have to overcome it, or or you're 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 not awakening yourself. That makes sense. Just, Good. Yeah. I want to make one last you point. Keep going. Some people can take issue with whatever they want about me, my life, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I say to you the same thing I just said to you a moment ago. If it's what you think it's supposed to be, where's the growth? If it's something that throws you off completely and you're like, this, this is not what I anticipate. This is not what I expect. This is not my ideal idea of a teacher. Well, then if you get your ideal teacher, then you're just going to be the person on the island where everything's going the way that you imagine to be. You're not growing. You need to have everything you think challenged and, and escalated in a higher level. You'll, you'll adjust and you'll go, I totally get it now. I never would have thought that way before, but fucking brilliant. Until you are able to do that, you can't grow. So whatever their preconceived notions of, of me are, well, I'm too loud, I'm too vexatious, I'm too this, that, whatever, my lifestyle, whatever the hell you want. At the end of the day, that's your, your suit and your ideal, or are you willing to challenge yourself because it's gonna have to shake you to your core to some degree in order to wake you. So are you in or are you out? It's that simple. Be brave or don't be brave. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. To order your Dreamscape bundle with a 45% off discount, visit higherbalance.com forward slash dreamscape dash special. A lot of people ask us, where's the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the foundation meditation system. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. 
Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free Guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at Higher Balance Institute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review so you can help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you'd like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. When I was young, I recall sitting in the back seat of the family car as we drove somewheres probably just to get away. I remember seeing the rivets of the back seat, the leather contour, the fabric and texture of the floor mat. I was small. I remember looking upward through the window, seeing the reflection of the glass of myself, a metal lining along the glass trim. I could only see the trees and the sky moving by. I thought I could touch it, so I did, reaching my hand out the window to touch it. I felt it. I felt the air pushing and moving beneath my hand and the warmth of the sun upon its back. It was at that moment I began to awaken, knowing that sometimes when you want to find something, you don't always find it in the way that you think you're going to. You see, my hand, it moved against the wind, pushing, weaving, feeling it, touching it, and the sun warming, soothing, healing somewhere in between I flew higher balance we think outside of the box a new kind of spirituality a new kind of meditation a revolution in consciousness thank you for listening to rebel guru radio